Our destiny, the goal of our life, is to dwell in the Father's house. We hear the good news today that Jesus has prepared a place for each one of us in the Father's house. Well, where is the Father's house? Now, that may sound like a strange question because we say, okay, well, the Father's house is heaven. But St. John Paul said we can begin living eternal life here and now. So we can begin dwelling in the Father's house here and now. How do we do this? How do we dwell in the Father's house right now? Well, I want to try to connect the dots here. I read a book a few years ago, and one of the pearls that struck me in the book was, it said, one of the oldest Jewish names for God is home. So the psalmist says, God is our dwelling place. God is our home. Don't all of us at times in our life long for home? Maybe we're tired from a weary journey and we just long to get back home. And that longing for home in our lives is really a longing for God, who is our ultimate dwelling place. Someone pointed out last night, they said, remember the Wizard of Oz, Dorothy says, there's no place like home. We all, in our hearts, long for home. And then, when somebody dies, we even use that expression, they've gone home. They've gone to God. God is our dwelling place. Okay, if God is our dwelling place, and Jesus is true God, then to abide in Christ is to abide in the Father's house. Well, how do we abide in Christ? It's right here. In the Holy Eucharist, we abide in Christ. Jesus is the way to the Father's house. So when we receive our Lord and abide in Jesus, we are abiding in the Father's house. Now, if you don't believe me, take Jesus' words himself in the Gospel. Remember the story of the finding in the temple... Jesus tells his parents, did you not know that I would be in my father's house? So he was calling the temple in Jerusalem the father's house. This was God's dwelling place. But then later in the gospel, he says, destroy this temple and in three days it will be raised up. And then the gospel says he was speaking about the temple of his body. Jesus is the temple. In Christ, the fullness of God dwells. And so when we abide in Christ, we are abiding in the Father's house. It's here in the Holy Eucharist that we enter the Father's house, that we abide in God. Now, we're in this three-year initiative of Eucharistic amazement in the Catholic Church nationwide. And the bishops of the United States have assigned two patrons for the Eucharistic revival. So, Blessed Carlos Acutis and Bishop St. Manuel. And I don't know a lot about this saint. I had to read up on him. Manuel Gonzalez Garcia. Now, in the whole United States, we're blessed right now that the relics of these two patrons are here with us today. So, they're going to be in the church today from now until about 5 o'clock. 
So what you see are two reliquaries. One of them has a piece of basically a heart tissue from Blessed Carlos, and the other one is a piece of bone of St. Manuel Garcia. I want to share just a little bit about their stories. So Blessed Carlos Acutis, he's a relatively new, newly beatified, 2020, born in 1991, died in 2006, a 15-year-old boy in Italy, of, died of leukemia. Was a little boy, Carlos's family was really a non-practicing Catholic family. They were kind of priesters going to Mass like Christmas and Easter. But from the time Carlo was a little boy, he had a very strong spiritual sensibility. His grandfather died when he was four, and his grandfather appeared to him in a dream and asked Carlo to pray for him. And so imagine Carlo as a little boy, he begins saying the rosary every day. And then at the age of seven, he asks his parents, he says, I want to make my first Holy Communion. And then after he makes his first Holy Communion, he tells his parents, I want to go to church every day. So they begin bringing their son to Mass, and he wants to get there early to pray before the Eucharist. And then after Holy Communion, he wanted to stay in prayer before the tabernacle. A beautiful reminder to us of how important it is to prepare ourselves for the Eucharist, but then also after receiving Holy Communion. These are precious moments, time for spiritual thanksgiving. Remember, We've just received our Lord. We're dwelling now in the Father's house. Take time to sit in God's presence in those moments after Holy Communion. Well, at his beatification, Carlo's mother said, Our son saved us. It was the piety and spirituality of their son that drew the whole family back to the church. Now, lest we think Carlo was just a little boy walking around all pious all the time, he also, he loved video games, but knowing his love for video games, he limited himself to playing video games for one hour, not a day, but one hour a week. He also used his gifts and love for technology to develop a website where he displayed on this website the Eucharistic miracles around the world. Blessed Carlos said, If people knew Jesus is present in the Eucharist, the world would turn back to God. And so his mission was to make God known here in the Eucharist. Now a little bit about St. Manuel. Bishop in Spain in the early 1900s, he became known as the Bishop of the Abandoned Tabernacle. So 1901, he's a priest and receives his first assignment in Spain, and he's assigned to this parish that's pretty much abandoned. The people have fallen away from the faith, and he arrives at this church, and he finds that it's in disrepair. It's dirty. The altar cloth is torn and in shambles. He opens the tabernacle, and there's cobwebs in the tabernacle. And at this moment, Father Manuel wants to just flee. But instead, he drops to his knees and enters into prayer before Jesus in the Eucharist. And he hears Jesus tell him, do you also want to leave me? He remains there in prayer and it changes his life. 
He reflects on the humility of Jesus in the tabernacle, who he says is so silent, so good, gazing back at me. Father Manuel, in that moment, was struck how abandoned Jesus is in the Eucharist, how denied, rejected, ignored, despised Jesus is in the Blessed Sacrament. And so in that moment, he dedicates his whole priesthood to tending to Jesus in the Eucharist. He says, Jesus, I want to feed you with my love. I want to be your companion with my presence. I want to be your feet and bring you wherever you want to go. And so he dedicated his life to Jesus in the Eucharist. Now, he goes on to be a bishop. His one dying wish was to be buried at the foot of the altar so that even in death he would not abandon Jesus in the Eucharist. Two great patrons of this Eucharistic revival. Well, we remember now this beautiful treasure that Christ comes to us here. And when we receive our Lord, we enter the Father's house. Jesus tells us, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Don't you know that the Father is in me and I am the Father? So if we possess Christ... We possess the Father. Jesus is the way to the Father. So we open our hearts and eyes today to see that it's through the Eucharist, by receiving our Lord, that we dwell 